Happy New Year, Dwight. It's 2024, and you can install one mod for real life. What are you installing? I'm, I'm doing a modded run of real life in 2024. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's, what's your year going to be modded with? <sighs> I'm a bit worried that my speed runs won't be counted if I'm doing modded. They will not. It's a separate category. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I'll have to start a new, I'll, I'll start a new playthrough. Are you planning on beating 2024 in a record 138 <laughs> days? I actually am dangerously close to finishing the year already. Oh my I God. Got some exploits for 2024. I'm almost done with it. <laughs> you're, you're hyper tapping like in Tetris and you're finally going to reach the kill screen. <laughs> I found a way to wave dash my calendar. <laughs> I would say my mod for real life would be okay. I have like a shit post answer and like uh, a better answer. My shit post answer is I would like a graphics update. Okay, no, that's real. I've got quite a processor running up in my noggin, and I just think that I could actually I could raise the graphics settings to ultra HD with ray tracing. With ray tracing, I live in a town where people are just kind of like there isn't a whole sense of community where I live. So I'd love a mod where people. Like, random strangers behave towards me the way that Skyrim NPCs do, where I'd go to, like, a coffee shop, and i walk in, and, like, as I'm walking by somebody, they'd make eye contact with me and say, my brother lives in Chicago. Gets quite cold there during the winter months. Be seeing you. You don't think that would be creepy? You don't think that would put you off to the whole going to coffee shops and, in general, participating in society thing? <laughs> You've convinced me. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Uh, how about you, Caleb? Um, I think my mod of choice is pretty much going to be focused around making fishing a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the fishing mechanic right now is really unintuitive. Right. Uh, in, in the current uh, version of 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that just like the, the herbology thing, I want to add like 250 unique textured uh, new fungi to the game that have like ma- that <laughs> yeah. have like different magical effects. Uh-huh. The fishing mechanic is a little complicated, unintuitive, overworked, overdesigned. I think it's, you know, you should be able to craft fishing materials with just twigs and and stuff in the world. So I think adding like a crafting mod on top of the flora overhaul, fungi overhaul, fishing overhaul mod. And I think on top of that adding some sort of like texture adjustment, gi- giving them all the like really chiseled um, jaw bones and adding that on top of all of the other mods i do wonder if maybe the answer to your fishing conundrum is to borrow from skyrim the video game where you just jump into a, a body of water and you just swim calmly up to a fish that does not appear at all to be bothered by your presence and you press the select key to just grab it and stick it magically into your backpack yeah i also do think expanded inventory would would help just for everyone i think i think we should uh cross the fashion gender divide and we just need to expand everyone's pockets Uh uh-huh you know sometimes my wife complains about uh pants with fake pockets and i just tell her like babe you just gotta level up and your inventory spaces (laughs) will expand you just gotta drop twenty thousand gold on that upgraded backpack that they sell at the general store downtown (laughs) yeah exactly that's a uh, stardew valley reference for you and welcome to Hey We Fixed Your Game. This is a show where we take great games and completely reimagine them with our dumb ideas. I'm Dwight, and I killed the High King of Skyrim by talking too loud. I'm Caleb, and I'm flexing like Sithis. 
And today we're going to talk about a game that you have certainly heard about before, Skyrim. Nuh-uh. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, to be precise. Today we're going to explain what Skyrim is uh, very briefly because most of us know. We're going to briefly share some thoughts about it. And then watching it soar high above our heads, we are going to fell it with arrows until it falls to the ground. And then in a weird turn of events, its skin is going to start glowing and we're just going to kind of inhale its skin vapor and then shout really loud and we'll shout it back into existence as a new game. So Skyrim was the first truly mainstream open world RPG. There had been other open world RPGs, but this was the first one that truly like burst through the window with shards of glass flying everywhere as it entered the house of mainstream culture. Yeah, and then every game had to be an open world and compare the size of its map to Skyrim. And even Mm -hmm. today, you'll hear game companies advertise twice the size of Skyrim or 50 times the size of Skyrim's map. Which is hilarious because Skyrim is low-key, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's not a very big place. Anyways, Skyrim is a game that was released in 2011 within the fantasy world of The Elder Scrolls, which is kind of a long-running games franchise that had a lot of noteworthy titles prior to Skyrim, but they were all a bit more niche until we reached Skyrim, which just had a huge release. So when you go to play Skyrim, you boot it up, you create your own character that can look like anything, you can have any play style, you could be an archer or big strong boy or girl you can go pretty much anywhere and do anything in this cold northern realm of skyrim it's beautiful it mostly boils down to like who where are you gonna go and who will you punch yeah that's true it's a it's an open world game so long as you feel like going anywhere and punching uh, anything (laughs) your quests list is mostly just like a list of either people or locations where punching is going to happen the list of towns is like, how many people can I punch in this town? How bad can I punch them? (laughs) How many chickens can I punch without uh, accruing an unreasonable bounty? How many of the NPCs, when I punch them to death, will stay dead? That's a real question in this game. (laughs) It's a punching simulator. Or swords, if you're lame. Well, let's be honest, it's more of a stealth archery simulator. (laughs) It actually is, yeah. I bet you there's like, you know, there's like cognitive behavioral therapy or like emotion-based therapy. There's probably a whole school of therapy, which is like, sit your client down, watch him play Skyrim and figure out what's fucked up about him <laughs> by just like, because you can tell by like exactly what they do yeah. in their stealth archer run. Oh, the one fun fact I wanted to share was that somehow inexplicably, this game is so powerful. Its muscles are so tight. Its aspirations are so pure that it launched and succeeded despite being launched within a week of Minecraft 1.0. The game that is laughably like the most successful game ever was (laughs) launched a week after Skyrim, which is also laughably like one of the most successful games ever. It was good eating that week for gamers. It was great. I was 13 at that time and Mm -hmm. it was good eating. I, I dreamed of one day owning Skyrim and eventually I did get to own Skyrim. Yeah, I was late to Skyrim too because I was similarly aged, but I was on the Minecraft train and I remember like that was probably like my earliest experiences being on like Twitter. Yeah. It was like an overwhelming tsunami of hype. Yeah. That was surrounding Skyrim. Like it was truly unreal. Like the, the Skyrim launched on 11, 11, 11. And it felt like a prophecy was coming true when that game dropped. Something that Skyrim did different than Morrowind and Oblivion and all the previous titles and something that it did different um, relative to a lot of other 
RPGs of its time was you could do everything from the very beginning. Like you were you didn't mm. choose a class. If you wanted to do to do two weapon fighting, you weren't gated from having an archery build. If you shot arrows, you would gain archery experience. Mm-hmm. If you swung a weapon, you could get weapon experience. Like however you wanted to play, the game would adapt itself to be fun. However mm-hmm. you happened to be playing at the time. It's a good improv partner in that it just kind of yes ands whatever you're doing. It's a truly great example of game design that just says like, let the player have fun. Yeah. And we'll just like pay attention to what you're doing and having fun and let you keep doing it. And I feel like that's part of the one of the best and worst things about Skyrim is like within the first hour, you see the gameplay and that gameplay don't really change a whole lot. Like Skyrim is a remarkably consistent experience because mm-hmm. you're going to the same town with the same assets, re like not reskinned at all. You're meeting the same NPC over and over again, yeah. literally the same voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going into the same like crappy dank cave dungeon that has like a picture of a snake and a whale and a bird in it. The puzzles are all the same, yeah. I love it though. I wouldn't have any other way. It shows its age. Yeah, and also like thinking about how much effort it would have been to get this game made, it makes sense that there was a content problem. And I think that that content problem was largely addressed by DLCs that came out, like the one that takes you to the Morrowind type area, I think has a whole different set of assets and flavor to it. Yeah, you can pretty much like reskin your entire gameplay experience by becoming a werewolf or a vampire. Oh, true. Who the hell doesn't want to choose between werewolf and vampire? Like that was an amazing, amazing DLC. There was the the, the dragon riding DLC where you could like kind of ride a dragon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, what was your build this time, Dwight? I am playing a Nord. I, I guess like mace and board. Um, melee guy. I am not thinking. I am not strategizing. I am not looking. I am just... Swinging. Sniffing and swinging. That's delicious. I, I played a heavy armor, two-handed weapon character. I wanted to be Guts from Berserk, and I wanted to feel like uh, I was swinging the largest sword in existence around. But that proved to be kind of difficult with uh, the gift you gave me, twice. Tell us about our unique Christmas gift exchange we did this year. We had the idea prior to this episode um, to give each other the special gift of a Skyrim experience this Christmas season. <laughs> we, we sent each other mod packs of about 30 mods each Mm -hmm. that crafted Skyrim into a completely new and unique experience for each of us. And Dwight, (laughs) out of the goodness and kindness of his heart, sent me the most miserable, horrible experience. (laughs) You sent, you picked out mods on Nexus Uh that were like, Kind of um, low-impact chucklers. Like, some of the mods that I saw while I was playing was when I hit things, instead of having normal melee noises, it's the bonk noise from memes. And when people die, they do Wilhelm screams. And it's like, haha, funny. You know, wolves, when they attack you, say, bruh. <laughs> Very, like, pleasant, a light, goofy, low-impact on gameplay is what you gave me. And it was very nice. Yeah, I also packaged some, like, shading mods to make everything look a bit better, some mesh mods to make things look better. Some of your mods were actively making my life better, like an attempt to improve my gaming experience. Dwight sent me a mod pack that included such uh, hits 
as uglier Skyrim textures the final cut, which essentially removes all texture from the game and makes everything look smooth like tile. So there's no texture. Some sort of like 3D animation of claymation from 1996. Yeah, so so nothing is textured. Everything looks like you're slipping and sliding off of it at all times. It looks oiled. Uh-huh. A it's always raining mod. <laughs> there's no sun. It's not pleasant. It takes all of the beauty of Skyrim's environment and makes it horrible and makes it rainy uh-huh. all the time. I was actually curious, does it snow or is it literally just rain? It's just rain. <laughs> <laughs> he added a follower, uh, a little fully voiced follower who would follow me around and flirt with me all the time with the, <laughs> with the, with the notable problem of she's completely invisible at all times. <laughs> I don't think that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> she was completely invisible. Um, all of the NPCs were monsters so i would see a spider from far off and attack it only to find out that it was a storm cloak and now all the storm cloaks are pissed at me dwight added guns there were handguns mm-hmm. um the of main course. theme of the game is paradise city by guns and roses all the dragons were uh and this was very gen z of you dwight all the dragons were just the shape of ohio and all the music was layered on top of itself probably about 50 or 60 times to the point where I had to like turn my volume down to like one or two little notches because it was blasting Uh me so loud. I was wondering how that mod worked. So many of these were just question marks to me. I was on Nexus and I was like, I don't know what that means. Caleb will find out for me. It was a fun little game where I had to figure out what wasn't going to crash my game because there were several places where I had to go. For, for the white run quest where I have to go in and meet the Jarl and, and kill that dragon for him, like the first quest in the game. Uh-huh. I couldn't enter into white run into the, the throne room because it would crash my game. So I just kind of had to wander off and make my own story because the main story of the game just wasn't going to happen for me. Well, Caleb, I think that's because I had two conflicting mods installed. One was all NPCs are animals or monsters. And the other was wide Balgruf. <laughs> so it would make Balgruf, the, the Jarl, be as wide as possible. And I think that maybe the game shorted out on kind of the logical paradox of like, is Jarl a chicken or is Jarl wide? wide. Yeah, yeah. That the abyss stared back and the game crashed. Yes, my screen would go dark and I would see the silhouette of myself slack jawed. Um, but there was actually one very helpful mod that you added on, which mm-hmm. was that you start the game with the ability to fart uh, very, very far. <laughs> That one's good. It would launch you very far. So it was extremely efficient traveling around Skyrim because I would launch myself like like a mile <laughs> with this unique shout. <laughs> no fall damage either. Like I was able to climb mountains like that. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But it would play it would play this really delightful and childish, like long, drawn out fart sound. And listener, I'll be damned if I didn't laugh every time. I <laughs> <laughs> me and my roommate were playing together and every time we did it every time i used the move because it was most of the time the optimal move to get away from a uh-huh. pinch there were also mud crabs that would cuss at me which was nice <laughs> yeah oh man i forgot like i i apparently wiped my mind of all of the mods i'd given you so as you're like reciting them back to me yeah i'm like losing it because i like forgot that that was a thing that i had done to you I, I, at one um, point i had farted myself into a real pickle where i landed <laughs> on like a slope which means i was ragdolling down a mountain uh-huh. 
and I landed at the base of a river, which notably rivers have a bunch of mud crabs around them. And so as I was ragdolling, struggling to stand up from my ragdoll, all of these mud crabs were surrounding me and just going, fuck, shit, fuck. <laughs> and they killed me because I had ragdolled into a nest of mud crabs as they just cussed me to death. Oh, it was man. a magical, magical experience. And it was a delight to play through uh, most of the game <laughs> wanting to end it all. Wanting to end it all. Uh, so instead of a head, my character had a cat piloting them oh. <laughs> around the world with the Crimes Against Nature mod, which is which was fun. Uh huh. I when I was testing it to see if it would be a good gameplay experience for you, I was playing as an IKEA born, yeah, which had a chair. chair for a head. I I did very much like that. I did not choose that one. I like cats too much to not make a cat be my head instead of a regular head. And I think this proves that I probably should not be trusted. Just like out and about or like <laughs> in relationships with people because there's some dark force within me that wants to make crabs like cuss at my good friends no no look it was beautiful for me it was the it was a perfect gift for me because i had a great time caleb i think that maybe you're broken too <laughs> yeah that would be the logical explanation <laughs> yeah i don't think this this exonerates me <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both implicated. That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I uninstalled all of your mods and I did because I got such a hankering when I did like an hour's worth of silly Skyrim that I was like, I want to like dive headfirst into the depths of modded Skyrim and like really get myself completely immersed in like all of the really good shit. No, that's totally fair, and I, I don't, um, I'm not angry at you for, for spurning my gift. I just think that I'm the stronger person that I endured. I think so. Your mod pack for longer. I mean, there's no doubt that you come out of this, this whole interchange with the, the light of, um, of purity shining on you, <laughs> while the deep darkness of sin shrouds me, based on all elements of my behavior uh. regarding Skyrim. <laughs> I think it's mostly that um, you could hear Heimskier all the way across Whiterun. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't get Heimskier's voice out of my head when I was playing, when I wasn't playing, in the shower, at work. Oh, Talos! The mighty Talos! Listen! It is, it, so, listener, it is a mod, no matter where you are, in White Run, you could hear Heimskir, the preacher, screaming about the gods of Skyrim as if he was right next to you. The weird thing about Heimskir is that his house is like right across the way from him, and the dude has like a shitty looking house. On the one hand, it's kind of like, kind of makes sense because he just spends all of his time not earning an income or doing anything. He just like yells for a living. <laughs> But on the other hand, it's so sad to live in America and be like, this guy shouts at people all day long and he can afford a house. Like, he owns property. I am fucked, you know? Yeah, so you had, you had like, a pure experience playing Skyrim. You, you spurned my gift and you played, like, a real... Um, how far did you get? So I'm still playing. I'm, like, nothing is prying me away from Skyrim. I'm probably going to play as soon as we finish this recording. Hell yeah. I have always had a huge aversion to the first like five or six hours of the main plot line. Yeah. Like I just hate every moment of it. I've done it too many times and I've never gotten past it. Yeah. Oh man. If I have to go to Bleak Falls Barrows <laughs> one more time in my life, I will truly, I will actively destroy technology 
as a concept. Like, I will send us into the next Dark Ages gonna, to make sure do that nobody, nobody's going to Bleak Fall Barrows again, okay? <laughs> I've been there. I've fought those Draugrs. Yeah, you've you've done your time. Did you did you install the new the fresh start mod where you kind of get to start the game? Okay, yeah. So I decided to make the biggest buffest Nord. His name is Beryl. <laughs> His deal is that he wants to prove he's the strongest Nord, and he can't do that if he joins the Nords. He's fighting on the Imperial side <laughs> just to prove that he's stronger than all of the other Nords is kind of his ideal. I've been role-playing more this round than I've ever played in, role-played in Skyrim Hell before. Yeah. And I think the thing about Beryl is that he he loves hierarchy, and he is very drawn to like serving people in power. So anytime Beryl would come to a new city, I would go to the hall and meet their um, Jarl and get like infatuated with this big, powerful dude or lady and do a bunch of quests for them because they're so powerful. Yeah, that's good role play. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like the idea of somebody who's like gigantic and strong and could do whatever the hell they wanted, but who's just like such a sucker for being told what to do and being subordinated. I think that's a funny type of guy. Yeah, you made a uh you just made a a big big bear. Yeah, a big bear. A big pushover teddy bear <laughs> gay man. Yep. <laughs> That's Beryl. That's a beautiful story. I hope Beryl gets what he wants. I think Beryl is actively getting what he wants. The other thing is that Beryl gets to travel the land with his best friend, Benor, who he met in Morthal. <laughs> I came up and talked to this NPC and he's like, hey, you want to fight? And I was like, yeah. And then we fist fought and I killed him. And he got up and he's like, you're good at fighting. Let's be lovers. Oh. And then we made out a bunch. And now we travel the lands together. I love Benor because he never has anything good to say. He's just a big, dumb, strong guy like me. And we're in love. It's like that scene from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood where they they grip <laughs> their arms together. It's true. Or like that scene from Predator where they go, you son of a bitch. Yeah, they, they clap their cheeks. In that way that lovers do. That's beautiful. You're probably going to have to edit out some of the many minutes I've spent waxing eloquent about my big strong boy. No, I think it's I think it's important. This is like the most fun I've had just kind of like being in Skyrim. I started out being kind of silly, like, haha, I have a funny character. But I, I like caught myself like hanging out in Falkreath, coming out and it like I have like better lighting mods and it's like a beautiful sunrise. And I'm like, yeah. damn, though really like just a good vibe and you get like that nice music coming in man i'm just really enjoying myself it is pretty insane when you think about how bethesda went from skyrim to starfield they went from Mm -hmm. executing an open world game perfectly Mm -hmm. with like you truly can wander off in any direction and find a quest to follow Mm-hmm. You won't even have to go that long. Yeah. It's a magical and beautiful place to wander around in, which is mm-hmm. why I think Skyrim is so successful and so nostalgic and why people can play it for hours and hours and hours and have a, mi- a million different playthroughs is because the route that you choose to take in the game, which direction you walk, vastly, vastly changes each playthrough mm-hmm. by just what order you encounter things in, what level you encounter them at, yeah, it's it's incredible versus a game like Starfield, where it's massively expansive, 
But there's nothing to do. Yeah. Huge loss to name your game something that rhymes with Garfield. Yeah, major blunder there, because every time I see the word Starfield, I get a hankering for lasagna, and I realize that it's Mm -hmm. Monday, and I get a little pissed. Yeah, exactly. Huge blunder on that on that front. Uh-huh. Clearly we're ready to goof. Let's let's um work our way down to the to the basement of a long forgotten barrow, fighting our way through the zombies Caleb. of our ancients to discover a wall where we Caleb, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you hear that yeah i did hear that now i feel a lot goofier so caleb speaking of the yeah i think that this game is in need of some new shouts so i think maybe we could uh come up with some new powerful words yeah that this nordic man or woman can just absolutely belt the top of their lungs yeah there aren't enough shouts in the game i will say we we could have for being like the central gimmick of the game not enough of them. We needed we needed them to be louder, mm-hmm. and and more frequent. No matter what your volume settings are at, it will absolutely break your headphones with the loudness of your. Kind shouts. of like the mod that you installed on my uh, game. Wait, is that what, did I install a mod like that? Uh, where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> oh right, there was a Gordon Ramsay one, right? Yeah, where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> Whenever you do the shout, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll kick us off. Go ahead. I think you should go like, <gasps> beep, beep. Like the Roadrunner? No, just like a just like beep, beep. It could be like a powerful shout that just kind of gets somebody to like take two steps uh-huh. out of your way. Because I kept uh-huh. on getting stuck on the NPCs. So I would use the beep, beep shout. So that I think that's the first level of the shout. Mm-hmm. When you get to the second level of the shout, it's just going to scooch right past you. Yeah, it's the first one is beep beep. Second one is ope. Yeah, the yeah. third one is uh, oh, let me just sneak on by there. Yeah, yeah, and they uh-huh. get progressively softer actually as you upgrade the shout. <laughs> beep beep. Oh, let me just get right by you there. <laughs> I think they have contrasting effects. So beep beep moves you a little bit. Ope pushes you, and let me just scoot past you there propels you across to the other side of the map (laughs) if somebody's in your way it like yeets them back to oblivion it doesn't it doesn't shoot them forward like the unrelenting shout does it just jettisons Mm -hmm. them to the side (laughs) i think it makes them flat like they become a two-dimensional character yeah yeah that's good maybe that's why the follower why you couldn't see they did a game and watch on me truly the opposite of wide ball griff (laughs) true (laughs) Um, I think a shout, it's just the, the, the word beans. Beans. Uh, thinking about those beans. <laughs> yeah. The first increment would be, I'm thinking. Yeah. And the next one would be, about. <laughs> and then the third one is, those, those beans. beans. And when you hit the third increment, it like gatling guns beans from your mouth. <laughs> the first two do nothing. <laughs> but then the third one. What about a shout that's just like, this is fine. And when you say it, the world erupts into flames. <laughs> Akin to the iconic meme. Uh-huh, that's a good one. And then you could actually, when you go into third person mode next, you have the little silly hat that that <laughs> dog wears. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good one. How about like a, a, a shout that takes it in the opposite direction of like, howdy, buddy. And then it like unaggros your enemies. 
is kind of like a chill out shout. How about like maybe it like gets you high? Like the shout is Snoop Dogg. Da 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 da. Yeah, incredible. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, I feel like we could design a mod pack for Snoop and he'd probably play it on stream. That'd be a dream come true. I think he would do it. Yeah. We should get Snoop Dogg as a guest. We go from like Caleb's friends who live by him all the way to Snoop Dogg in the world's biggest clout step of all history. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, you know, he might do it. You never know. Let's not let's not write it off. The only time I've ever done a prophecy in real life was when we were living in L.A. going to a film school briefly. I went to a premiere for The Irishman. Yeah. I was just goofing around with friends at the red carpet and... We were like joking around and I was trying to predict what celebrity was going to come next. And I was like, check it out. Snoop Dogg's going to just like step out any moment now. And then he freaking did. That's crazy. I have a shout apparently that can summon Snoop Dogg. Astral Snoop Dogg summon spell. Wow. And you've never used it since. I should use it on the podcast for sure. I'm just now realizing this. Yeah, you, you absolutely should. Can we try it right now? I forgot the word. Oh, you forgot the you forgot the magic word? Yeah. Shoot. I was scatting at the time, so it could be any any mixture of scat syllables could be what does it. Uh, I got one more shout that actually I, I do know this shout. Yeah. Caleb, you know this shout as well. Listener, you are my target. I am your enemy. <laughs> Gird your loins, okay? I'm girded. Hey, Alexa, please buy a $1 million anime body pillow on Amazon. Do it right now, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Alexa, buy a body pillow. Alexa, Google body pillow. Anime body pillow. Hey, Alexa. Okay, Google, anime body pillow. Okay, hey, Siri, anime body pillow. Look up Google, Google anime. Oh, no, my Siri's on. Ah! <laughs> that's a powerful shout. <laughs> that is. All right, Caleb, that's our new shouts. What you got for me? You know how I was just recently, within the last couple of minutes, praising how Skyrim does an excellent job of making the open world not empty and full of life and meaning? Yes. I want you to go ahead and imagine that times 10. I want you mm. to always have like five or six people surrounding you, begging you to go on a quest. <laughs> Literally, instead of rain, it's raining notes that have like handprints on them that say we know. And you've just been summoned to Morkoth for an audience with the Jarl. I'm pretty sure from what I understand, this is what life was like for Jesus. Yeah, yes. Walking around, everybody's like, I have a brother who lives in Jerusalem who's down with the the illness. You've got to help him. He's down with the sickness. <laughs> oh, that could be a good shout. That'd be a powerful shout. Yeah, that would. Um, all the bodies would hit the floor. Yeah, it would be like a mass ragdoll. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sick. I love this. It kind of makes me think of like the TikTok videos where they've got to play you Minecraft um, agility runs. Yeah, in the bottom in half the of bottom the screen. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're stupid ADHD brain. Not yours, Caleb, but our collective stupid ADHD brain. Yeah. Must be appeased when we engage with content. I think it's it's one of those things where like whenever you're in a town, you're constantly surrounded. Whenever you're in the wild... It's like you you have to weave between cave entrances because they're just <laughs> everywhere. It's easier to accidentally pick up potion ingredients that are just like in front of your face than it is to not. Like we actually change it so you have to hold down E because removing your 
your letter E will just like start infinitely picking up materials and putting them in your inventory. You you know that one uh, stone that appears in your inventory as a beacon and you get like a little text pop up. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just like a little voice dialogue line in your head of someone saying like, a new hand holds the beacon. Mm-hmm. Every item is that actually. Uh-huh. A new hand holds the nerd roots. <laughs> you must deliver this nerd root to the very top of the mountain and deliver it to the mouth of Arthanax the dragon. A new hand holds the torch bug thorax. <laughs> A new hand holds the woven basket. <laughs> A new hand holds the fine plate. Deliver the fine plate to Doug's house. Yeah, that's exactly right. What about doing a kind of like GTA 5 kind of thing? I'm just going to throw out a bunch of names. GTA 5, Pokemon (laughs) third generation, Pokemon Legends Arceus, where inexplicably you just have a phone. Okay. You just have a smartphone. (laughs) Instead in Skyrim, it's the Nord phone. That would be really good. The Nord phone. You can text all the Jarls and you can stay in touch with your wife when you're out adventuring. Right. That would be good. And it's you you can get random texts from like people, you know. Eliminate the courier system in Skyrim. D- dude. Uh imagine the Skyrim toxic equivalent of Truth Social that just has <laughs> Ulfric Stormcloak just like in all caps ranting and raving about how much he hates the Dunmer <laughs> day in and day out. Uh, they've covered my mouth so I can't shout, but I I can still text. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, when you open the game and you're on the cart, the one guy's like, so you're finally awake, but you open your eyes and him and everybody else is just on their phones. (laughs) Uh, Ulfric Stormcloak is actively taking Snapchats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's taking selfies. (laughs) Ulfric Stormcloak gets a call from his mom and he's trying to talk to her through the gag. (laughs) Just like... Uh, what's that honey i can't hear you (laughs) he puts her on speakerphone and he's like trying to get the other guys to talk to his mom for him he's like he's like making head gestures for tell her tell her i'm with the boys oh mrs stormcloak yes your son he's doing well we're going to be executed oh i mean we're at the pub we're uh we're drinking a normal amount of drinks for 2 p.m on a wednesday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're going to go see a, a PG-13 rated movie. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> is that Beryl's voice? I think that might be Beryl's. Is is he from Transylvania? No, I think Beryl, Beryl to me, was more of a... Uh, hi. Uh, I have a pointy stick. Type energy. <laughs> That's good. Is that what he sounds like in the bedroom, too? Beryl and Benor don't need a bedroom. Ah, I see. They're one of those yeah. couples. That's uh, disturbing. There's a lot of open space, and, and the mud crabs don't mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're actually encouraging it. They're going, fuck! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love the phones. Uh, I've got a different type of smart device for you. You ready? Okay, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about ways to make my gameplay in Skyrim even more immersive. And I was thinking it would be nice. I was listening to a podcast where somebody was talking about Skyrim VR and they would play it um, with their windows open (laughs) during the winter. And I thought that was so funny. That's hilarious. What if we had a full set of like home climate devices that could pair up with your gameplay? So like while you're playing, you have just like a huge air conditioner (laughs) that is pointed towards you. Just like 
freezing you out. And there's a fan that whenever you shout, it's just like huge, loud gust of wind blows your hair back. That's pretty sick. Dude, you were the you were the king of like little game gadgets. Of peripherals. I actually, for one thing, I was the the original designer of the Wiimote. You did the Power Glove. You did the Wii Motion Plus. I did the Virtual Boy. And I did the Connect. Nice. And I did the Wii Balance Board. Oh, good. Rock Band Controller, I consulted on. And you consulted on the laser gun too, right? For the Wii? The like rifle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was actually my crowning achievement. I lost a marriage to how hard I worked on the laser gun. Oh, I needed yeah. I needed it to be just right. And I'm very happy with how it came out. Uh, you know, um, it was definitely the least utilized peripheral on the Wii, so... Hey, how about you shut the fuck up, Caleb, okay? Sorry, Have some sorry. damn respect sorry. for my greatest crowning achievement, sorry. okay? And the Wii Balance Board did call people obese. Caleb, I love you, but our relationship means nothing to me compared to my relationship with the laser gun, okay? <laughs> that was everything, okay? Yeah, man, I'm sorry. Capiche? I'm, I'm we so good? Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought it up. I think that what really it comes down to is for these home climate attachments, I think that we need to get... Skyrim running not on a smart fridge, but inside a smart <laughs> fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a walk-in freezer. <laughs> you buy a smart fridge that's normal fridge size, but there's like a little <laughs> sideways room in there for a gamer throne and a screen. And you go in and there's RGBs all over on the inside. <laughs> and you have to like remove the margarine from the seat and put it in your lap to sit and play your Skyrim. I love the idea of... A couple who returning home, their partner is like, "Oh yeah, nice. We got a new fridge. That's awesome." Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, a, fr- a fridge. Uh, <laughs> yes, a fridge for food to to store. We could use it for that sometimes, I guess. Uh huh. I'm just gonna need the left side of it to be empty at all times, if that's okay. Hey babe, I was getting leftovers out of the fridge, and I happened to notice there's a screen with just gigantic gazungas on it. <laughs> in there what exactly is going on with our uh, new fridge huh? i keep hearing these like muffled and muted voice lines from someone calling themselves serana i keep on hearing just like muffled shouts of somebody saying talos talos has come to skyrim <laughs> whenever you open the fridge a new hand has touched the fridge <laughs> a new hand has dispensed ice that's that's honestly this is an amazing idea i like somewhere to escape to when you want to play skyrim and the thing is if you die in skyrim then the fridge locks and the lights turn off yeah you're in there that's your coffin baby you're dead yeah you died (laughs) this is a spy kids 3d i actually kind of want to do a hard mode run of skyrim that might get me back into the game oh do like the survival run mode that they have yeah where like if you die your save your, your save gets deleted I might have to give give that a, a shot. You should um, nuzlocke Skyrim. You like impose a, an arbitrary set of very difficult rules on yourself. You can only pick up one item from each town you go to. So I work with game designers, which means we're kind of like a weird, freaky gang of folks. They're yeah. actually lovely people I work with. But I have one coworker who's played Stardew Valley so much. Uh, she told me that they play it where um, their current run, they can only make money off of selling cooked food from the kitchen of their house. Oh, that's interesting. I do not Nuzlocke Stardew Valley. I do Nuzlocke Tetris, where I'm not allowed to go right and I'm not allowed to rotate. (laughs) It's not fun. But the good news is I can play it on my broken controller. 
Uh, yeah, nice, dude. This is dude. pretty cool. That's yeah. great. Uh-huh. That's a fun little uh, disadvantage you've imposed upon yourself. Uh, yep, it's great. You know what they say, creativity thrives when you can't rotate yourself. That's what they say. <laughs> How would you Nuzlocke Skyrim? That's a- this, maybe, yeah, we, maybe we need to figure this out. Once you visit a location, you cannot go back. So it kind of becomes... Oh, that's cool. Like a game of Snake. It gets harder and harder to go around the map because you have to keep taking these long circuitous routes around places you've been because you can't go there anymore. We It would need a mod that like leaves a death trail, like a lava trail behind you. So like yeah. by the time you've put 100 hours in, it's like you're looking at a Splatoon level of like yeah. all of this viscous goo that will destroy you. I have one idea that I think is um, okay, hit me with a it. surefire winner. Okay. So one franchise that people love and that people keep coming back to, even though there haven't been any installments for like 12 years, mm-hmm. it's Skyrim. It's Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, a franchise that people hate, even though there's a, an installment every year, is Madden. We need to bring Madden to Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like where this is going. What if the eld- the true Elder Scroll all along wasn't so much a scroll as it was... A kind of like a flexible, like um, leather substance that had been formed around an ancient football-shaped crystal. I think this is the exact correct evolution for um, Skyrim. <laughs> I came into this bit without a whole lot prepped. I was like, "Yeah, Madden, Madden, Skyrim, that'll be funny." And we were both like, "Yeah, Madden and Skyrim." There are other sports that Skyrim could go really well with. Like, imagine Skyrim golf. How fun would that be? You know? Oh wait, no, that's such a good idea. That would be so much fun. You smack the ball with all the power of a dragonborn, uh-huh. sending it so far away, and so you have to trek to the next waypoint where your ball is. Your your golf clubs are also your <laughs> weapon, right? So you're going around uh-huh. and like collecting different golf clubs from the bodies of slain bandits. Yeah. And bandits are just running around playing their own golf games. Mm-hmm. So you have to avoid them. Yeah. You have new skill trees for like your long game, your medium game, and your short game. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I think dragons are swooping in and moving your, the ball mini golf style. So they just like swoop. The final matchup is against Alduin. You see him like come down and get his little like dragon arms out. And he just grabs a little tiny human sized <laughs> club. <laughs> he just golfs against you. <laughs> I love the idea that you would go to to like hit the ball and you'd be like squaring up and like centering your shot and you'd be like ready to swing and then a bunch of wolves would attack you every time <laughs> and you have to you have to put down your six iron and you have to grab your driver to beat them off <laughs> yeah exactly like you could actually like make a patreon and make money off of like doing a skyrim golf if you like got that good mario golf mechanics into it it would be so much fun to just like find a new way to kind of travel across skyrim especially if you could find a way to like procedurally generated where it would like create new holes every time you play, like randomly placed alongside the, the countryside of Skyrim. Dating sim. Easy, dude. It's kind of already there. I mean, you have so many companions to choose from. I think we maybe need a new type of dating sim okay. in Skyrim. Whoa. Have you ever heard of the double fine productions game Psychonauts? Psychonauts? Yes, I have heard of this this game Psychonauts. It's like that game Ball on Wonderworld, right? It is a lot like Ball on Wonderworld, yes. It's like the movie Inception. Aha. It's like I can, I can fix him the game. I think that's the thing about Skyrim is like you'd come across 
a really, really sexy mm-hmm. Nord. So just a Nord. Yeah. Any old Nord who he's so sexy. He's really like powerful and strong. He's got kind of like a, a Benor <laughs> situation <laughs> type going on, you know, uh, but th- he's just like got a lot of problems. He's just like not ready for a relationship. Difficult to be with. So you've got to encaption him. <laughs> go into his his open world. Whoa. You've got to open his world. Kind of like, um, oh, the painting quest from uh, Oblivion where you have to jump in the painting. From Super Mario 64. Exactly. Caleb. What would you find in there? I like the idea that you jump in there and it's just Skyrim. <laughs> Because that's the thing is like, what is the interior of a Nord's mind if not just the gameplay of Skyrim? The quests would all kind of be like, you must defeat the aspect of doubt. Yeah. Confront the image of his father in like the veil of daddy issues. Instead of instead of Parthenax and Alduin, it's um, self-respect and fear of large bodies of water. You must like uh, you have to fight his trichophobia. And then they do a dance when you get out, right? You do like a dance with them after you get <laughs> well, out. Well, here's the thing. You spend 200 hours in your playthrough, like really clearing out all the dungeons. Like you have therapized him so good. Like, yeah. He couldn't be broken anymore if he wanted to. You did fix him. But then when you come out, he is so self-assured and healthy that he no longer is interested in being in a relationship with you. <laughs> He's, he says, actually, I think you are in need of help, adventurer. I really do wish you the best, but I just don't think you're a good influence on me. My ancestors smile upon me. Can you say <laughs> the same? <laughs> You can't, because your mother's by the door. And she just told me a whole lot of shit about you. <laughs> she she is kind of hot, though. I think that maybe we've kind of got something going. Because I'm so healthy. <laughs> I'm healthy enough to admit that I'm kind of into moms. <laughs> I don't feel shame about that. <laughs> I feel sexually liberated, thanks to you. I'm going to date your mom. <laughs> It turns out it was it was Young Gravy this whole time. Oh, dude, Young Gravy is a Nord. <laughs> Young Gravy's like the Nordest looking person. Yeah, of truly, all time. truly. Maybe maybe <laughs> my next playthrough of Skyrim will be a hardcore golf mod, uh, Young uh, Gravy roleplay. Like, <laughs> Young Gravy would play golf in Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> in Skyrim. <laughs> oh man, I would love a mod that replaces all of the voice lines with Young Gravy ad libs. <laughs> You walk up to um, to Whiterun, and you open the gate and walk in, and person walks up to you, makes eye contact. You enter into the conversation uh, a mm. moment, and he just goes, gravy, and walks gravy. away. It's just like, whoa, it's worked into the cycle of random things that guards say to you. Someone's <laughs> like, what, someone stole your sweet roll? What is it, dragons? Gravy. <laughs> And that's just part of the game now. I think we should become modders. It's clear that we're cut out for the work. Yeah, I think actually, you know what, Dwight? I think you should abandon Hello again and devote all of your time and energy to building a mod for Skyrim where you can golf and play as Young Gravy. I wonder if I could get him involved. Surely you could. If I'm like, I'm making Young Gravy Skyrim mod and it's actually quite good. It's there and I want you to do a Skyrim mod. <laughs> music video for your next album that would be amazing (laughs) i think you would have a hard time getting bethesda on board i think todd if we ask todd to be in the music video maybe you're right actually for advertising yeah gravy get near your bitch disappear that shit automatic (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the shout. You, that's another shout. So yeah. whenever you shout, all the women in your vicinity disappear. Um, orgasm and then immediately disappear. Part of the mod would be every female NPC in the game would casually drop that they're a mom. <laughs> They've all got kids. <laughs> yeah, every NPC has a child. There's just like a lot more kids in the game just to justify all of them being MILFs. What world is this that we are creating? Is this really the best thing we can do with our young creative minds, Caleb, is to come up with MILF Skyrim for rapper Young Gravy? Look, you know how Post Malone buys magic cards with his money instead of like really Uh expensive grills, Mm -hmm. which he also buys. This is the new like luxury rapper market is customized Skyrim mod packs. (laughs) that's so great you can flex on your homies by having a custom mod pack built for you specifically 21 savage just has like a skyrim mod that only he can play that he got custom commissioned to put 21 savage into skyrim and like his specific power fantasies to just like be played out he's got like his bugattis or whatever yeah he's racing him around Two Chains has a custom Skyrim. Yeah, Fifty Cent has a has a custom Skyrim. Of course, Snoop Dogg does. We already discussed that. Yeah, of course. I feel like one rapper would have a secretly have like a really legit, well designed Skyrim. They actually like Skyrim, and they would actually fix a lot of game design problems. That's Doja Cat. Doja Cat got on Excel and solved Skyrim's problems. You know what? Back to your comment about our young and creative minds creating this monstrosity of a of a of a fix. This is the whole show, Dwight. I, I, I'm, I'm a little confused. Like, this is what we do for our show. <laughs> is Dwight second guessing, like, the literal reason why we're here, which is to add MILFs to games? Like, I, Hey, I thought I was just doing my job, and you're coming in here with uh, this this moral scruple around it? Like, <sighs> You're right. Um, I think we've made uh, uh, Skyrim a more racially inclusive place. We've made Skyrim into a beautiful, cold place to stick your leftovers we've absorbed the soul of skyrim and transmuted it into something beautiful congratulations dwight <laughs> do you hear about the new kfc bucket <laughs> when you open it all the skin of the chicken glows and dissolves <laughs> and you absorb the souls of the chickens that made, that went into it dude fried that? chicken has never been the same after after they discovered that um <laughs> the dragonborn was real and every time the dragonborn sorry the chicken, the chicken born, the chicken born. <laughs> tried to eat kfc all the skin would just be peeled off of it and, and instead of having draconic shouts you have chicken shouts kfc had to change their recipe after that they had to remove their 12th urban spice we fixed Skyrim. We fixed Skyrim. Everyone thought it was the perfect game that's been around for years, stagnating, and we fixed it. We fixed it. It's very good now. You can play golf. You can play golf in it. With Young Gravy. <laughs> golf with Young Gravy. In a, in a climate-controlled environment. <laughs> so, Caleb, with that being said, I'm curious if you have any, any artworks of any type of media that you have been enjoying in the last few weeks. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to tell everyone that we're doing a little something you and I and a bunch of our other friends were um involved with a little something called Fantasy Critic, which is a fun little service that you can go uh find online. It's it's a little bit like drafting fantasy sports except instead of um drafting athletes you're drafting games that you hope perform well over the course of the year 
The link is fantasycritic.games. Me and Dwight are in a league. We, just a couple days ago, drafted for this new year of games. We're competing against each other to see who has a better read on those ever-fickle game reviewers out there. It is sick. I actually think it would be fun if we could update people maybe partway through the year um, to kind of show how our progress is. Yeah. Really quick, my my team, I'm so, I'm really into this. I was first to draft. Uh, I got an early hand on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I think is going to perform very well. So that's kind of my star player. But I also picked Animal Well, Earthblade, Ghost Bike, I made a prediction that there's going to be a Baldur's Gate 3 DLC this year, which I feel pretty confident about, despite doing no research on. And I did a counterpick against Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree, because I don't think it's going to come out this year. I'm probably going to, that's probably going to tank me, because it probably will come out and be amazing, and then I will die and drown in yeah. um, how poor of a counterpick that was. Yeah, so basically the way that our draft works is that we we take turns, all of us in our group, picking a game that we think is going to do well this year and we make points however far above i think 65 it is or 70 something like that um so however many points above 70 yeah on open critic however many points above 70 it gets on open critic is how many points you make from that game and you can like Mm -hmm. bid on games throughout the year as games come out um and so dwight counterpicked uh shadow of the erd tree which i think is a huge blunder yeah, um, me too. Because if it, it was, does really well, he's going to lose points. <laughs> but if it doesn't come out, then I will not lose any points. Yeah, my five picks for this year were Tekken 8, which I last year I won. I won by drafting games that pretty much I was interested in playing. And uh, this year, the only game that I don't really care about that I drafted was Tekken 8. I got that one for the mm. points. But the rest of my picks yeah. are The Rise of the Golden Idol, which was... Right, uh, the case of the Golden Idol was the was the first game, and the Rise of the Golden Idol is the second game that is coming out this year. I really am banking on that being incredible. And then Hyperlight Breaker, I yeah. would love if Hyperlight Breaker came out because I love Hyperlight Drifter and Hyperlight Breaker. I have a lot of faith in. Um, I'm betting on an unannounced mainline 3D Mario platformer because we have to choose a game that's unannounced. I would not at all be surprised if um, if we see a mainline 3D Mario for Switch 2. And I think Switch 2, we will see on shelves by the end of the year. I'm hoping. Uh, that's a fair bet. Um, my yeah. uh, flex pick, which is a game that's either unannounced or in early access, was Ultra Kill, because I've been seeing lots of buzz about that online. And I figured yeah, I'd... That's a good pick. I, I figured I'd take a take a bit of a bet on that. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It was fun to do last year. I Being able to do it with you, Dwight, is a joy. So I hope, I hope it's fun. And may the best man win. I am so honored uh, to be a part of it. Friends of the show who have guested before, Isaac and Eric. And Phoebe. Uh, who is on our Stray Gods. And Colin. Oh, Colin's there too, right. But Colin's dead. From beyond the grave, he is drafting. <laughs> Colin died on the Halloween episode. My shout outs, I will really quickly shout out some games that I've been catching up on. Yeah. I played through all of Viewfinder, which is a puzzle game. It came out in 2023 where you take pictures of things and those pictures become real. Uh, very clever, fun game. I played through it all in one sitting. Uh, puzzle design is pretty great. I think when it comes to portal likes that have kind of a portalish structure, they did about as well as I could have expected. They took the, I think they took it in interesting directions, and I felt like it wasn't like they went super deep or it was a super long game, but I felt like the puzzles that were there were interesting and fun. None of them particularly hard. I will say the narrative felt like could have been more impactful. They could have said something 
more. They could have been stronger in what they said. It just felt like they didn't take it far enough to me. That's too bad. Yeah, it's not that it was bad. The spirit of the narrative was in a good place, but um, just felt like there were stronger statements that they could have said or ways they could have made their statement stronger that they just didn't. Their head was in the right place. Also, for the first hour of this game, if you play Viewfinder, turn the narration volume all the way to zero because there's one voice actress who dominates the first hour of gameplay who is like the purest form of cringe I've ever heard in any video game. (laughs) It's so bad. I can't believe that I made it past that. I wouldn't have kept playing if I hadn't turned off the the voice volume. You can turn it back on after the first hour because she kind of fades out. Oh boy, is it bad. It's so bad. I kind of want to go find a YouTube video of this because I, I got to know. I'm. It's like watching a car crash. I want to hear the cringe. It's like not even particularly entertaining. It just kind of has like, hello, fellow teens, but just like kind of, hey, friend, how's it going? Hope you keep hanging in there. Man, we got to be getting close to it sometime now. Oh, kind of like yeah, <laughs> Sonic from the early 2000s type energy but without any of the things that make sonic from the early 2000s cool also i played cocoon i haven't quite finished cocoon and probably within the final hour and cocoon is a masterpiece i don't know if it's actually a masterpiece but what it what it is doing it does extremely well it gets in gets out no narrative amazing visuals just like the most blissful puzzle design it's not particularly hard i would prefer it to be a bit harder but it's like puzzle junk food i could just eat it all day just solving puzzles. It just is really tightly honed. It's doing what it's doing. And I love a puzzle game that knows what it's about and sticks with it. And I really do feel like, apart from maybe some elements like boss fights where there's kind of some timing and precision to what you're doing, but those are kind of puzzles in themselves to the point where I would excuse them. I I think if I had played Cocoon, it would have definitely made my top five last year. I don't know if it would have cracked top three, but Cocoon, big thumbs up for me. I think it is just, it's succeeding at what it's trying. Fair enough. For our next episode, we're not entirely sure what we're doing yet. We need to kind of work out some plans, but we have a tentative idea. One that will, I'll just say, I don't know if it will be next episode, but it will be coming down the pike is Tunic. Yeah, I'm really excited to play Tunic. That'll be great. I will also love to plug my game, Hello Again. Hello Again is a time looping point and click adventure game that you can find on Steam and Wishlist, it is cool. There's a talking dog in it. The talking dog is one of the integral characters. Super important to the plot. Also, Young Gravy's in it. Yeah, Young Gravy is in... That's that's just a lie, though. I, I learned from the Hello Games School of Marketing, which is just say things are in your game that aren't in it, <laughs> and people will buy it. Brutal. What a burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking this incredible journey down into the depths of the Dwemer ruins of Skyrim with us. We can't wait to jump back in into a new year of gaming with you. So I hope that this Christmas in January has treated you all well and that the warmth of Mudcrab saying fuck has warmed your spirits. I gotta go jump in my fridge. Bye bye. Yeah, I'm hopping in my fridge too. See ya. Hey, We Fixed Your Game was created and produced by Dwight Davis and Caleb Connor. The music you're hearing right now is the song Austin by Zachary Wilson off of the album Chip Off the Old Block. You can find more of Zachary's music on streaming platforms of your choice, or you can find Zachary's website linked in our show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.